outside smell. Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. I love it. That's the signal. Let's go. Welcome to Trimming the Musical Fat. I'm Stephen Nicholson. Paul and I were recently joined by Sam Wiles from the Paul McCartney podcast, Paul or Nothing. You can listen to the interview we had with Sam in our previous pod. However, we ended up talking for such a long time that we had so much good stuff that we thought we would put out this bonus episode today. Uh, in it, you'll hear a number of different topics being discussed, including uh, the James Bond franchise, Jurassic Park, Squid Games, Paul McCartney albums, and lots more. So let's jump straight into it. It's all just about me, 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 really, It is. This is the good thing about having done Marv, so to speak, the other night. <laughs> it's just all you tonight, Sam. <laughs> I, it, it's a it's a beautiful night. It's the world tonight. It's good night tonight. You know. It's a... Yeah. Don't but, say um, good night. Do you tonight. do you need me to at any point to go? So what do you think, Marv? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I need to get Jeffrey Giuliano back on now that he's the star oh, of yeah. Squid Game. That's right. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because he lives. Is it he live in the Far East? Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he lives. Yeah. He he lives somewhere that makes you question his proclivities. But I'm not. I'm. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If he was chocolate, he would eat himself. I think. That's oh the, my God! That man did not need the ego boost of being on two of the biggest things on Netflix right now. It's it's ridiculous, but also it's very much just over in Thailand. They need a white actor who can read a script. Oh, he's there. He gets mm-hmm. the job. It's not that he's a particularly good actor. Like I don't think people in Thailand go. Oh, did you ever see the Scorpion King two? <laughs> did anyone? Yeah. Well, I know Dwayne the Rock John did, uh, Johnson didn't. He's not in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Squid Game! How good! How that was good great. Was that? Yeah. Quite sad as well, but like really it didn't good. feature the song "Squid" by McCartney, though. Sadly, I know that's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Oh, I must be saving it for season two. Honestly, <laughs> it should it should be the theme. It's and in terms of like, because when when I do my housekeeping, I always play in like instrumental. Paul, that's right, you play that, yeah. So Squid gets played probably once every three episodes minimum. Yeah, no, it's great, and I like how you do widescreen podcasting because I think that's what McCartney did on the Ubudubu. Yeah, Ubudubu. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you have to say Jubu. You have to say it's widescreen podcasting. It's wide. Screen. And like I move to different sides of the mic because <laughs> when he does it live, he pans across, and I don't I don't have the time to do that technically, so I just physically pan across across the mic. Wide <laughs> screen podcasting. Some exercise <laughs> at the same time. That's good. No, um, I mean <laughs> I'm listening to Fleming Pie for the very first time, really now, uh, oh, yeah. over and over again. And, um, oh, lucky it's, you. A, it's amazing. It's a little overrated, but it is amazing. 
Um, yeah. But I can't hear Young Boy without hearing him talking about the writing of it on on the Ubu Jubu segment. That's you know, right, because that was on the CD single. It's mm. one of those uh, arbitrary set yourself a deadline kind of things. It's just about a young boy trying to find love. Like I, I, I always hear that <laughs> over the top of the song. Now it's very distracting. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I the only one that thinks that they didn't pick any of the best songs for the singles from that album? Uh, you do have a show. I mean, I, I uh, one you're lucky. You're you're obviously getting to hear that with Fresh Years. To it's, it's one of his best solo albums. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's probably a lot, maybe a little bit too highly regarded, but it is. Um, it's an excellent, excellent album. But yeah, beautiful night, great song. But you've got things like Souvenir, uh, Little Willow. The, um, like the, the title, the title track, like that, Pie, yeah. yeah, that's, really that's like such that a radio well. hit. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, Great day is low key one of the best on that album as well. That's so yeah. good. Yeah, written in the seventies, yeah. which I only found out recently because of the lyrics book. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that because I know he recorded it in ninety two. Did he not? Certainly. Yeah. Well, um, I believe it was during the Calico Skies sessions, which was the day yeah. I was born. Oh, mm. that's yeah. right. I remember you mentioned that on your podcast. I think because uh, it's also the day he recorded um, uh, when winter comes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is which is mad. Like it's very hard for me not to get a bit teary eyed and look back over my life and be like, "Oh God, where did it all go wrong?" <laughs> but the, the good the good thing and and what's interesting, Sam, is that you're coming to a lot of these albums with a fresh perspective, you haven't heard them before, you've made the odd single. But mm-hmm. but for what's quite interesting for us as well is that you may have like you may have a sentimental attachment to an album and it's maybe not regarded as one of the best. But even for me like Flaming Pie, because I think of quite happy times when that album came out. So that kind of clouds my judgment a bit. So I think, oh yeah, that was whereas actually if you listen to it, it's a great album, but it's too long. Mm. Uh, and, and Broad Street's another example. We really like Broad Street because we could remember at the time when it came out mm-hmm. and stuff. So you do have that sentimental attachment to so, certain albums. That, so, mm. Paul, you're saying Flaming Pie's too, too long. What if there was a podcast out there that trims albums that are too long? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, guys. you are, I, I, I definitely need to get you two to come on and do... Um, one for off for off the ground. Oh for yeah, my, for my fixing there'd be, series. There'd be no I, songs left, really. Be, yeah. two, two songs. Oh, no, no, there's, there's no, no. Stuff I'm, I'm, the I'm being, there's, there's, no, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But it's, if I have to hear one more person say the B sides are better than the album, I am going to scream. It's just yeah. not true. It's yeah. not. The, as the as Paul said, yeah. it, it's it's not on. It's not on. It's <laughs> there, not on. There was a good B side. I bought the. Come on, people single and down to the river. Down the river, which was it's just a, yeah. it sounds like a wee bit of a jam type thing, but it's a good wee tune. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd rather have Paul singing people. "Take Me to the River" during the uh, during the chamber <laughs> sessions. Well, oh, yeah, down to the water. That's true. Yeah, but but coming back to Flame and Pie, yeah, we, we actually did do did do an episode on that That's back true. in what April or May. And it was quite amusing. Oh, yeah, that I think yeah. everybody on it uh, agreed. Yeah, we're going to get rid of that, that, and that. And it was actually a fairly painless process. And yeah, get uh, rid well, of if you wanna get yeah, rid of exactly. Everybody has the same the, the yep. jamming songs, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it's mad how much acoustic guitars on it though. And oh, I feel yeah. like it's it's because he was sat in a garden with George and Ringo for a for a, a couple of weeks playing acoustic guitar mm. and he's just obsessed with it now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Jeff Lynn probably because he always puts the guitar high in the mix. Oh Jeff yeah. Lynn, that would have had an influence. Big but, time. Big time. Yeah, like, but... Why? Why is it love tumbling? Uh, love come tumbling down on the main album. That's that's insane. Like that's yeah. such a good pull from back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the, if <laughs> if they remake Jurassic Park, I'm literally gonna go on a murder suicide spree. I'm sorry. I just I just am. It's gonna <laughs> it's, it's gonna be the worst day of my life ever. Uh, I think they already did with Jurassic World, didn't they? <laughs> no, that's called a, that, that, that's what we call a soft reboot, my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember when I was in the cinema, uh, uh, at the Electric Cinema in Birmingham, the UK's oldest cinema, when they played Jurassic World, when it was number one here in the UK. And the moment I heard John Williams' old... Yeah. I, was, I literally burst into the second biggest amount of tears I've ever had watching oh. a film. Second <laughs> only behind the Elephant Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a classic. No, yeah. I know what you mean about Jurassic World. I think when uh, obviously the two. Uh, I'm not a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the two kids get to the, the island and they the, the go up and they open up the, the shutters uh, to their the, the window in their room. And that's when the full Jurassic Park theme kicks yeah. in. Glorious. Yeah. The only thing that appears to have been unaffected by the dinosaur is the genitals. <laughs> yeah. <But> of course. <laughs> oh, they're they're never going to show a T Rex PP in those movies, are they? Sadly, no, <laughs> no, not 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 when there's people. It's not you pornographic. Can it's a six. It's a sixty-five million year old creature. How how disgusting can it? Oh my god! You know. Well, we have seen its poo and then Jurassic yeah, Park. We, we've seen, seen Laura that. Dern stick her hand yeah, three feet right, into yes. fecal matter. Yeah. That, that would not fly in the modern Chinese box office, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. um, also, I can't what... believe it's almost thirty years old now. Like oh, twenty-eight years old. Don't say that because I'm nearly thirty years old as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I put them together, that that could potentially be the longest podcast in history. Potentially, I mean, that's... it probably won't be as long as my uh, "Flowers in the Dirt" Part One episode. I think that's going to. Oh yeah, hours, that Is that like three hours. Three hours. Three hours, three hours forty-five. Yeah. Something, wow. Something like that, yeah. That's impressive. I, I, I think our record so far is two hours fifty for James Bond music retrospective. That's right, yeah. yeah. Where do you guys stand on "Die Another Day"? Oh, I'll let Paul answer first. The best bit about it is the the pre-title sequence. Oh um, no, no, oh no! I I mean the song. Oh, oh the song. Okay. Uh, not a big fan, I have to say. Not a big nah, fan. Of same it. here. Same. <sighs> Low Do you key, like it? It, it might be in my top three. Like, I, <laughs> oh, right, okay. I really love it. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was, you know, I'm young enough to have still been like cracking one off to Madonna music videos when I was twelve. So you know, <laughs> it still holds a very special, special place in my like um, the wow. Billie Eilish song. I thought it was crap, and then you watch it yeah. in the context of the movie. Yep. And like, oh, yep. this totally makes sense. Why did they release it seven years before the film came out? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I totally agree with you. It's like you go and see them. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up uh, getting the vinyl copy. Um, in fact, double double vinyl gold version of the the soundtrack uh, before I seen the movie. 
and obviously that theme is interwoven throughout and you're like yeah see it's making sense now and then you see the movie and it's like right okay what did you think of the movie sam Oh, like every Bond movie, the first act is fantastic, the second act is pretty good, and the third act is a slog that you just have to kind of... <laughs> I mean, I did I did like that Bond fucking snapped the bad guy's arm almost off. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, um, that opening act, I mean, even well, especially the, the pre-title sequence, it's up there with GoldenEye in terms mm-hmm. of pre-title mm-hmm. sequence, sequences. It's like a little short film. Yep. Yeah. And, like, just... It's pure Bond. It's got it's got just enough gadgets for the Daniel Craig era to like not be silly. Like <laughs> I am a fan of attaching mini guns to any kind of vehicle, personally. <laughs> but um, yeah, most of the movie I was just kind of going, "Oh my god, Leia Sadu so beautiful. Oh my oh, god, Anna the Armist yeah. is so beautiful." In oh, that kind yeah. of like, I'm turning into my own dad sort of way. Yep. Just like <laughs> nudging nudging my friend next, be going, yeah. "Oh, oh, don't don't get me started on Anna." Oh. oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah, but, um, I wish she was in it more. But like, I, I, I remember laughing to myself and I went, what? So all of Spectre's been killed in one fell swoop of the I script. Know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, after all these movies, all it took was some kind of crazy DNA busting yeah, gas nano, or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was like, nanobots, what is this Iron Man for? Come on. I, know. I just thought it was a bit strange. I agree with you. The, the pre-title sequence I thought was sensational. I mean, it started off like a horror movie uh, with the, the flashback. Uh, then obviously you get to the, the Bond stuff in Italy. And as you say, it's like a mini movie. I thought mm-hmm. it was sensational. And I didn't think the rest of the movie uh, held movie up to that. Yeah. Although I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Uh, I did not agree with the story choice at the end. Though. Don't kill Bond. No, not no. down with that. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, you, you never know. It might, it might just, you know, the next movie might start with, oh, Bond found a jetpack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except in the shower. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, he's he's had head trauma and now he talks with a Scottish accent. Again. Well, that yeah. would be that, that yeah. would be excellent. Run yeah. along, darling, man. Talk. Yeah. I'm smart your bum. I'm showing my supremacy. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do you think it's okay to slap women, Mr. Bond? Well, I don't think it's okay to do it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of the joke, you know, M says I was going to, to Bangkok. He says I could fight as dirty as the next man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's, uh, oh. But yeah, no, it was, um, I think the two plot things that were significant were obviously him having a daughter, which I was fine with, uh, and then the, the death, which I wasn't. But I was kind of expecting that, because I, I, I know when Danny Boyle quit the movie, that was rumoured the reason why, that Daniel Craig was very set on Bond dying at the end, and Danny Boyle saying, well, I'm not going to do that, so that's why they parted ways. So I was kind of expecting that to happen, and unfortunately it did. So Danny Ball instead, he he can kill the Beatles as a cinematic franchise, but he can't, <laughs> kill, he can't kill Bond. Yeah, so uh, there, there, there's, some, there's a, a moral in there somewhere. I don't know what it is. <laughs> again, I, I've also rewritten yesterday in my, in my head as well to be a much more in-depth look at, you know, Beatles music. Because, like, I can't believe they had the gall to imply that music would have evolved the same way 
had the Beatles not existed no. and like yeah, I know. like you can't release She Loves You in 2018. Like it would have to be a dubstep remix. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. Very, it's... very annoying. Oh, and they cut out the scene with Anna Diarmas as well, which is like the best scene in the movie. I'm like, what? Oh, are, right. what, what are you doing, Danny? Danny Boyle? She's a hot property. I know, um, but but still, Lily James is in it, so not all bad. Who's going to be Pamela Anderson? Soon, yeah, but I'm very much looking look, looking forward to that. Yeah, um, I think the trailer dropped today, didn't it? Um, yes. Um, I mean, it's it's got Seth <coughs> Rogen in it, so I'm probably going to watch it, you know. Yeah, and and yeah. it'll be on Disney Plus as well because um, it's going to be on Hulu in America. And oh, brilliant! Yeah, so obviously we we get stars for free over here yeah, with Disney Plus. Great, like, yeah. It's so good. You it get is. like, I mean, I'm never going to watch Sons of Anarchy, but it's nice to have the option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The number of people that have said it's really good watching. I just think, how many seasons is there? And it, it's, it's good actually. Yeah, yeah it's it? good. Uh, but American Horror Story is on Star as well, so that's good. I'm deep. I don't yeah, know if you've watched I'm, that. I'm deep into Mad Men at the moment for the very oh, first. My wife loves. She loves that's Mad Men. Yeah. That's oh on my god. List. It's it's just beautiful people being assholes. It's the best. It's, yeah. it's so good. Oh. And yeah, yeah. I, again, most of the show is just me going, God damn, damn. Yeah. Even even the blokes, like they are some <laughs> slickly dressed motherfuckers. Like yeah. like back when you could just put, you know, some shellac through through your hair and just grease it all back, and that was the height the height of fashion. I love it. No, <laughs> and just, uh, I just I think the suits and hats and all that and drinking midday. Yeah, I know. Yep, smoking. Um, Hold all my calls is something that I want to say before I die. Yeah. <laughs> Hold all my calls, much money, Penny. Clear my schedule. <laughs> Sam, you don't, you don't have a schedule. You work at a pub. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you've got your phone on you. Oh, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. Hello, this is Ken Bruce in the morning, and we're going to do a podcasters now. Let's take a look. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Paul, where, where are you, where are you oh, from? Ken, Ken Bruce, how long has he been doing that show? He's good. No, He's good at it. It's it's yeah. it's the good. best. It's the best quiz ever. It's oh, it's brilliant. Quiz. Yeah, I used to do that all the time actually, at work. Yeah, I used to do that. You just yeah. shout it at the radio, don't you? Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, it's not that. It's li- my dad went on it. My dear late father went on no it. No way. And uh, really, he he spoke to Ken Bruce for about thirty-five minutes about his joinery business. I was like, Dad, please, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. So, Bob, Bob, what do you do? It's like, well, let me take the story starts all the way back in 1962. No, I did an, an episode with Kit O'Toole uh, the, oh, yeah. a while back uh, for Give My Regards to Broad Street. Mm. And for some reason, she recorded it on her end because uh, Zoom wasn't a thing at the time. So I was using Skype mm. and Skype was down. So I had to go and uh. use a, a free thing online. And it, she recorded it and hosted it on her end, but for some ungodly reason, she decided to record it in her back garden. Oh no! And rather than having two separate audio uh, tracks, it was basically me cutting in whenever I spoke. So most mm-hmm. of the, most of the pod is just, <sighs> and <laughs> I lost any of my uh, unique audio due to 
the bad Mac that I had at, at, at the time. Uh-huh. And eventually, when I had a gap that I needed filling because I was going to be busy for the week, I just released the unedited or, uh, audio as is, and I just called mm. it From the Vaults. Yeah. <laughs> it's special. Yes. <laughs> now, yeah. I've got... I, I have actually got a couple of things that I will never release publicly on my Patreon, so that's always a nice thing to advertise, you know. Oh, keep it in reserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it in yeah. reserve. And But the thing is, uh, well, I think with uh, Broad Street itself, I know for, for myself and Paul, we um, have a, a very sentimental place in our heart for that particular yeah, that's right. uh, album, mm-hmm. um, even though for, I think, for, for most of the general public, oh, no, the McCartney it fans... About, it was mostly about the movie. Uh, oh. the, the, the album was brought up. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big fan of Not Such a Bad Boy and No Values. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, Eleanor's Dream is low-key one of my oh, favourite McCartney's yeah, yeah. classical pieces ever. Yep, I love that. Um, yep. But uh, for me, that whole movie was just, oh, no... Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm going to be in London until well, it was Boxing, Boxing Day. Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah. I don't go and think, he, think he'd do something like that, do you? Well, I remember a school disco where, this was, was what, 1984, where they actually played the dance version of No More Lonely Nights. No no, the play out version. Yeah. Oh. How, yeah. oh, heady times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> heady time. Talk, actually... Talking heads are out, and you're listening to no more lonely nights. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we we actually decided to do a, a commentary for giving regards to Broad Street, uh, which That's was right, yeah. which was still to release. But when you're watching it, you just think this. It just looks totally grim. It it really makes London look very very grey and dour. Yeah, it's almost like it's a movie written by a guy who's not a screenwriter and directed by a guy who's not a cinematic director. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was his uh, claim? To, was it ep- directing episodes of Sooty or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> that was his experience. <laughs> Sooty and Sweep. Yeah, like he looks like he's he he's the guy who filmed the Smash Martian adverts or the or the PG tip chimps, you know. Oh well, he's yeah. a perfect fit, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to rewrite Broad Street. Um, I've already got a script for Yellow Submarine in my head, oh. um, um, but the the end of that movie is it ends with the Beatles getting back together. It starts with them already oh. having broke broken up. Yeah. And yeah. then the adventure through Pepperland is what gets them back together, and they walk into in, in, into the sunshine together. But oh, I think I, I think with Broad Street, uh, you need to have oh, I don't know, like a plot or something. Uh, like oh, a, a story would be good. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. Just like a character arc. Like maybe you have Paul coming to terms with his Beatle past. Maybe you, you personify that in film. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you have the first half only wings and solo stuff, and then there's a point at the start or the end of the second act where he starts playing Beatles songs and he starts getting back into the groove of things. And then the end of the story is like the, ni- the 1989 tour or something like that. It's, yeah. it, it wouldn't interest anyone at the box office, but fucking <laughs> hell, Net- Netflix has thrown more money at worse. You know, you, you know what I mean? That's yeah. very true. It's, I think yeah. with, with, with the, the, the movie, I mean, obviously, the plot of it could be written on the back of a, a postage stamp, but even even with that being the case, you still go through it and you get to the end. And oh, actually, the the dramatic device of it is 
worthless because by, by accident he got locked in a toilet at the train station. Oh. That's right, yeah. Now, yeah. That, now, I bet McCartney telling that to you over dinner would sound really quite charming and funny. Like, so the whole, the, yeah. whole the, the whole time, yeah. oh, he, was just locked, he was just locked in the toilet. But it's, it's like, like, <laughs> it was like, it was like a dream. Yeah. I, I, I went more Ringo than McCartney there. But... Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like Alice in Wonderland, you know, it's just a dream. And, uh, <laughs> like, Alice in Wonderland's full of like metaphor and like real life allegory and stuff. I know. Yeah, yeah there's actually something going on there. I, th- I think for me, the what was interesting when I, I read up on it is that um, I think McCartney did the first draft of the, the script, and then the movie studio thought, "Oh well, this must be the finished thing," and we can't tell the great Paul McCartney that it needs a rewrite or anything. So. That's what went into production, which is just bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be based on like a day in the life kind of band on the run type era when it when it when it yeah. was made. But like, could you imagine if Paul made in the eighties a very insensitive scene where five African guys mug him for the for the? For right. the it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh no, yeah. you give us the dead Paul. It's like, oh god, this is bad. No, this ain't gonna fly. Don't, in 20, don't touch him. He's Beetle Paul. Don't yeah. touch him. He's Beetle Paul. Don't touch him. He's famous. He's famous. Step yeah. away from the Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Stand on him yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. no but like um, st- st- stuff like that as well um when you kind of start uh i'm really getting in, in into my vinyl now mm. and i'm just discovering things like what mexico had unique eps of different beatles mm-hmm. songs <laughs> oh no this is gonna hurt my wallet this is really gonna hurt mm. i've only just started getting into cassettes and cds now um oh. Of, I mean, there's six different CD singles for Flaming Pie because there were two different CD issues for each single because each I, one I had them, had has a all. different Ubu Jubu, and I'm like, oh god, I'm such yeah. a sucker. Put them all. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and the colours are slightly different on the cover. One's like green and one's purple. Yeah, one's, one's blue, but one's maroon. Right. <laughs> one's red, but the other's blood red. Or Moonlight Bay. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I'm, I'm, the, yeah. I'm the same Sam with vinyl I, I had I obviously started collecting music uh, or buying music in the, the 80s and initially yeah it was records and cassettes and then obviously you moved on to CDs and then downloads and, and then just about five years ago it's like we bought a record player again and started collecting vinyl and obviously it's great to get the original stuff but they do release re-release stuff which is really hard to come by and it just oh, breaks your do, heart. Do you know how sometimes. much it is to get the Fireman, the first Fireman album, Strawberries, something, 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 Forest, Ocean uh, Ship, Forest? Got, yeah, yeah, you, you, how, yeah. M- how much? You've, you've, you've got to sell a car to pick it up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, guys, do you not know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> free stuff, please. I need to. <laughs> I've only ever gotten one free thing, and that was the Get Back book, and that's because I, I I had to write in and beg on my hands and knees. They oh. they, they were going to send me a PDF copy, and I stood for the first time in my life. I stood up for myself, and I thought, No, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna write back and say, By Jove, I deserve this bloody book. Yes. And, uh, Look how much publicity I'm giving. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, you know, if 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 a thousand people listen to it, five people might buy the book, and that's going to be an extra mm-hmm. covered. Yeah, that's an extra two hundred quid for you. You've you, you've quintupled your profits there. Come on. <laughs> there we are. Easy, easy. 
I'm just really hoping, you know, for the next archive edition to be sent to my home without me having to write in because someone at MPL is a fan of the show and hasn't been fired oh. for mentioning it in the office, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, oh. wouldn't it? I make I make too many crass sex jokes. I just I just I just, <laughs> I just, I just uh, <laughs> Oh Danny, Danny, do you want to have another line before before we go out? You know. <laughs> Are you don't you can't look me in the computer screen right now and tell me that there wasn't mountains of coke on that Wings Over America tour. It, it, would, it would have been ridiculous, you know. It would it would have been called Daddy's Special Snuff by Heather, you know. <laughs> Are you trying to say, Sam, that Paul McCartney and his musician friends were were taking illegal substances in the seventies, and not even the Surely cool hippie, not. Not, not even the cool <laughs> hippie ones, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean anything he did with John, he'll admit to LSD, preludine, weed. But the moment he goes solo, it's like, no, no, no. Just because JoJo Lane and and uh, Jimmy McCulloch were nose deep like Scarface, doesn't mean <laughs> I was ever offered it ever. You know, really I'm amazing. a good family man. I family on tour with us. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't hide marijuana in my baby's nappies to cross borders or anything. Mm. No, I, I've never yeah. been to prison because of it. Yeah. Much. <laughs> I love okay. all the unconfirmed stuff about Paul. You you, you cannot talk about, like, yeah. no one's ever going to ask Paul about Beatrice in an interview ever because they're just going to get cast out onto the street. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, Heather, or Heather, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, did, did, did you ever do a rail off Heather's stump? You know, just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that'll be one of the conditions. If you're doing this interview, these are the subjects you don't touch. <laughs> yeah, probably, like, yeah, you know, did you know, um, you know, things you can't bring up. Please do not tell Paul that you've already heard the the Let It Be and Yesterday stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I know, I know, hundred hundred million times. Uh, did, I ever, did I ever tell you that um, on Women and Wives I played Bill Black's upright bass? No, you didn't, Paul. No, <laughs> I didn't. Please tell me again. Oh. Oh, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It's not about Ellis. Yes, we know. We know. Yeah. I, wrote, yep. I, wrote, I wrote Hey Jewel for Hey Jules. You know, Hey Jules. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. And have you heard the story of uh, scrambled eggs in yesterday? Yes, we have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, off the ground when I got that uh, Stephen I remember it was in the mid 90s when he was doing the he was Paul McCartney was re-releasing all his uh, catalogue on CD mm -hmm. and I'd been collecting them all and then I got off the ground from John Menzies and I remember I remember it was probably a year after it came out but I remember at the time it had really been slated and I'd heard the singles but but actually the album, do you know some of the songs are really good? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few, there's a few that are well. There's a couple that are, I think are really poor. But there's also <laughs> biker really good... like an icon. You shut the you shut your mouth. You you, you leave <laughs> yeah. biker like an icon alone. It's Peace so in the good. neighborhood. <gasps> no, the best the best thing I ever saw was a man who loved his wife. How is that not the most McCartney lyric ever? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But the best thing that I ever saw was a man who didn't do drugs and was faithful. Yeah. <laughs> Acted like a dustbin lid. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, no, he oh, talks about that in the lyric book. It's like he can't let it go. Really? He, he can't let it go that people don't like that lyric. Oh, um, but is it Cockney Raymond slang? Because I've never heard of that yeah. expression before. Yeah, like, I've, I've, like, I, can you imagine, like, like Guy Fawkes saying "dustbin lid"? You know, <laughs> <laughs> or, never heard of that. Ch Chaz, was not... Chaz and Day. You know? Yeah, was it not Scouse yeah. slang or something? Dustbin lid. I thought. I don't no, know. But... I, I don't think. I think it's London, maybe. Right. Okay. Because mm. it's right. it's just not. Is it... I think it's <laughs> just a bad lyric, and he's trying to pretend that he meant it, and it was all. Oh. For anyone out, out there wondering, I dress to the left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the bonus question. So thanks for preempting yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite colors: blue and. Favorite pizza. Uh, uh, pepperoni. Pepperoni, oh, yeah, yeah. like my sons. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Should uh, pineapple be on pizza? Uh, about as much as uh, Good Night should have been on the album instead of something like uh, Not Guilty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Sam for his time. We had Great fun catching up with him and hope to do so again in 2022. And you can listen to Sam's podcast on all podcast providers. So, how to keep in touch with us? Well, you can check us out on our website, which is www.trimmingmusicalfat.com. You can subscribe to the podcast and get access to exclusive bonus pods. Uh, by going to anchor.fm forward slash ttmf forward slash subscribe. You can email us at trimthemusicalfat at gmail.com. We are on Twitter and our handle is Musical Trimming. You can join our Facebook group and you can check out our YouTube channel. So thanks for joining us today and until next time, keep on trimming. <laughs>